over the wall coming at you. We're going to do a post-Super Bowl analysis. I thought it was a great game. I thought it was two great teams. Didn't go quite the way I thought it would. I really predicted the Niners to win this one, but man, really happy to see the Chiefs win. Um, I'm a big Mahomes fan, Andy Reid fan. Happy to see Andy Reid get over the hump. And so we'll break down a lot of those aspects. We'll break down the Chiefs, their big win. We'll also break down the Niners and the fallout of a of Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and a lot of the criticism coming their way. We'll also touch on a lot of other football topics. We'll do a comparison of uh, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and I'll do one final takeaway that's kind of interesting. So let's get it. So coming into the Super Bowl, I thought it'd be a great, great game. You have the Kansas City Chiefs, who are high-flying, exciting, um, just an offensive juggernaut with Pat Mahomes, just 24 years of age, the best quarterback in the NFL, and after this game, he cemented himself as the best football player in the National Football League. Um, just such a huge fan of him. He is amazing, and the pieces around him are amazing. Andy Reid, for years, has been a great coach, but yet underrated because he never won the Super Bowl. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. It's tough. Just look at the Saints. Sean Payton's a great coach, but look how tough it's been for the Saints to get over that hump and just get to the Super Bowl, let alone win one these past three years. Now, I know they've won one before, but you get the point. It's very tough to get there and to win it. So that's been the criticism of Andy Reid for such a long period of time. Um, a lot of the breaks just didn't go his way, but this one did. And like I said, I thought it would be a great game, and it was for the most part. Very exciting. I predicted San Francisco would win this one. Just I thought San Francisco was a better overall team than Kansas City. And I, stu I still do believe that. I just think the Pat Mahomes effect is, is so big that you saw late in the game that it was just like a quick strike. And everybody has talked about the Golden State Warriors comparison with the Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes to Steph Curry, and how... It could just happen in a flurry, right? Like just so quick, and that's what you saw. Like when Steph Curry gets hot and just starts draining threes, they could just jump on you in a hurry. And this is what happened, and you saw it all playoffs long with Kansas City where they're playing the Houston Texans. They're down 24 points. Bam, they come back just like in a flash. Tennessee, they're down by 10. In a flash, they come back. And you saw that in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. 20 to 10, seven minutes left. I believe they hit Tyreek Hill on that long pass on a third down. And I just remember in that moment, seeing in that situation, thinking to myself that it's 20 to 10. They can't get anything going. Nick Bosa is just, you know, attacking Pat Mahomes all night. That D-line's getting after him. I remember thinking to myself that the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, Robert, Sal Robert Sala, is going to be praise to the high heavens and he'll end up getting a head coaching job you know next season because of the job he did in this Super Bowl and that he was going to be a big storyline not necessarily Kyle Shanahan but the defensive coordinator Salah was going to be the storyline of how he shut down Pat Mahomes and just like that they connect Tyreek Hill downfield on a 40-yard pass and then bam it, they just hit you in a flash end up winning by 11 points with seven minutes left, they went on a 21-0 run. And like I said, that's the that's the Steph Curry effect with Pat Mahomes. It just happened so quick. 
And I mean, he is amazing. Just 24 years of age. He's won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he is just absurd. And, you know, I, I think that, it, like I said, it's tough to get back. It, it's tough to get back to a Super Bowl. It's tough to win multiple Super Bowls. You know, the, the Patriots have done it. Um, but the Patriots are an outlier because Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in, in you know, sports history. But I do think the Chiefs can create themselves a dynasty here. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, a lot of people have talked about it and said, well, you know, the Green Bay Packers, when they won in 2010, they beat Pittsburgh. Aaron Rodgers was hot. And people thought that this, would, this success would continue and he would just rack up multiple Super Bowls. Um, but it didn't occur. And I, they haven't even been to a Super Bowl you know, since that game. Like I said, it's tough. But I'm going to tell you why I think Kansas City can do that. And I think they can do it for several reasons. First off, Patrick Mahomes, when it's all said and done, could probably go down as the best quarterback of all time. Arm strength, check. One of the best we've ever seen. Mobility, check. Sure, he's not Lamar Jackson. I don't need him to be. But he's really mobile. He's Russell Wilson-esque in terms of being able to maneuver around the pocket, you know, create time for his guys to get open, you know, and make plays. Also, GM, coach, they just, they're a great evaluators of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball, where you're seeing weapons all over the, the perimeter. Great receivers, they make the most out of their running backs, they have the best tight end in the league, and a great offensive line. So they, they're able to get talent in there. They know what, they know what they're doing. Then head coach, Andy Reid. We've seen Andy Reid have a lot of success with lesser quarterbacks. Donovan McNabb was not a phenomenal talent at the position, but he won a lot of games with him, had a ton of success. He won with Alex Smith. He's won with Michael Vick. He's won with you know, other quarterbacks, Nick Foles, before. And now he has the greatest quarterback talent we've ever seen in Pat Mahomes. I mean, just think about that, the damage he's going to do. It's going to be crazy. Now, the most important thing, I see here in why I think they can continue to have the success and get to Super Bowls and win them. It's because of the conference they're in. The reason Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, who I think are, are top five quarterbacks in the league, have been absolutely amazing for years. The reason they have not been to multiple Super Bowls, have won multiple Super Bowls, is because they play in the NFC. The NFC is stacked. Okay? I mean, just think about it. Look at the teams in the NFC. You have the Saints with Drew Brees. The Falcons went to Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. Okay? He's not a bad quarterback, and, and they've had success. Right? Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl with the Panthers. That was a good football team. You have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, you know? Say what you want. The Cowboys have had, had some times there where they, with Tony Romo where they had success. Dak has had some success. The Philadelphia Eagles, right, with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz have gone to a Super Bowl. It's just a well-rounded you know, conference. When you look at Jared Goff and the Rams, they've gone to the Super Bowl. You now have Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco with Russell Wilson out there. Kyler Murray is going to come on strong. That is a very, very tough conference with really, really good coaching 
and good quarterback play. So it's tough to get there. I just rattled off, what, six to eight teams that are good football teams that you have to, to, to beat to get to the Super Bowl. Let's look at the AFC and why I think Kansas City can continue to have success. The first team you're going to think about is what? New England, right? Tom Brady is 43 years old. It's coming to an end. Bill Belichick will not coach forever, and he's in, he's in his late 60s. I don't see them continuously having the success that they did in the past. Now, I do think they can still have success, but maybe not quite at the level they were, they were at, which was, you know, hard to do for anybody. It was elite. Then let's look at, well, the, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. I am not a Lamar Jackson fan, and we'll get to that in a later segment. They have everything going for them right now. Pro bowlers, all pros everywhere on that football team. Um, will you be able to keep all of them? Lamar Jackson is on a rookie deal right now, so they can afford some of these guys. But what happens when you have to pay them? I think it's a super gimmicky offense. You've seen they're 0-2 in the playoffs the past two years, and they have been completely shut down. I think Lamar Jackson is a really good talent, but I do think he is limited as a quarterback. All right? I mean, just look at the two games they've played. He has not been very good. So I don't think that's a huge hurdle. And I don't think they match up well with Kansas City. Kansas City has already beaten them twice. They're 2-0 in the past two years against Baltimore. Let's look at Pittsburgh, right? That's an organization that's had a lot of success. Ben Roethlisberger is getting old. He had Tommy John surgery. And he's does he love football? I don't know. He looked like a big fat ass on the sidelines. So... This isn't, a, this isn't a Tom Brady, Drew Brees guy who's going to really get after in the offseason. I think they're on the, on the decline. You know, you try to go through all these teams, right? Who's in Kansas City's division? You know, you got the Raiders, eh, Chargers, Rivers out the door. They're rebuilding. There's not The Texans have issues with, with their head coach. I don't think he's great. They just are what they are. Don't tell me Tennessee is a threat. They're not. I don't think they go to the playoffs next year. I don't think they're a threat at all. The Colts had Andrew Luck. He's gone. They're, you know, in disarray of the quarterback position, right? Buffalo, Josh Allen, are you kidding me? Stop it. That That's not realistic. Browns, you thought they were talented. Baker Mayfield was, you know, absolute garbage. We'll see what Burrow could do with the Bengals, but love them. Don't think that's a great organization. Look. There's not a lot of teams in their way, all right? The door is wide open right now. I think the only team next year that's in the way is Baltimore, and like I said, they've already been 2-0 and against them, and I just don't, don't see Baltimore beating them. So this is a, a team that is going to be extremely, extremely exciting to watch, you know, for the next five, six years. I think they'll go to two to three Super Bowls. They'll probably win another one, and it's going to be a very, very exciting thing to watch. So my prediction would be I think they'll have themselves, a, a, maybe not a Patriot-style dynasty, but within the next 10 years, I expect them to rattle off maybe two to three Super Bowls. Now let's break down the 49ers who lost the Super Bowl. This is... in. in when you watch shows post-Super Bowl, you listen to sports talk, it just cracks me up. Um, and, and, and what it is, it's, I, I compare it to LeBron James. Now, LeBron James went to like, what, seven or eight straight finals. And his record is like, I don't know, three and six in the finals. And, you know, people would crush him. And 
I always said this. It, w- it would have been better in the eyes of the media, right, the way they, they, they talk about it and the way they talk about the 49ers. And I'm going to tie all this in, that LeBron would have just won his three championships and the other six he would have just lost in the Eastern Conference Finals and not gone. So he could just say, hey, three for three. I went there three times, won three times. Don't criticize me, right? And that's the same thing with the team who loses the Super Bowl. People become so hyperbolic and so overreactive. It's insane. The 49ers have a really good football team. Kyle Shanahan is a really, really good coach. I think they're going to be completely fine. Now, once again, they play in the NFC. It's tougher. But let's talk about it. You know, people are now criticizing Shanahan because um, – he, he wasn't even the head coach when he was with the Atlanta Falcons. He was the offensive coordinator, and they lost. They were up 28-3 to on the New England Patriots, and they lost. Sure, he could have ran the ball here and there, but just remember, he's not the head coach. Okay, The head coach could have stepped in and, and you know took over a couple situations and helped him win that game. He was the offensive coordinator. In this game right here, it was 20-10 to in the fourth. Look, Pat Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. I'm sorry. And Jimmy G, who I like, don't love, could have made some plays to help that situation out, but he didn't. They weren't running the ball as effectively as they had in the past, and that kind of threw them off their game. You know, you have to give the Chiefs credit. They were able to stop the run. I mean, you just think about what they did in the NFC Championship, the Niners did. They were just running it down the Packers' throat, even in, even in the divisional round against the Vikings. I mean, that was their game all season long. They could run the ball. Then off of running the ball, play action was extremely effective. Jimmy G didn't make the plays late. You know, I'm not going to completely blame it all on him. I'm not going to completely blame it all on Shanahan. I'm not. But, you know, the criticism is insane. Once again, I keep tying the Ravens in there and whoever else you want to put in there, right? Whenever... You lose in the Super Bowl, it's just so hyperbolic. Think about it. John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, won the coach of the year. He's not getting crushed. He lost the first game. He had home field advantage, and they got crushed against the sixth seed, the Tennessee Titans. Crushed. (laughs) Okay, their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, threw for 80 yards, and they got crushed. It wasn't close. And he's not, he's not getting crushed right now on, on sports talk or on TV shows. No, it's Kyle Shanahan who brought his team to the Super Bowl, was a one seed, got there, crushed everybody in his way to get there, was up by 10 with seven minutes left. Would you rather him just lose in the first round of the playoffs like Baltimore get crushed? Would you rather him just, just get blown out of the water in the Super Bowl? <clears throat> Would that be better? No. But that's what happens when we, we, we watch the Super Bowl and we watch the finals and these big games is that we want to have these big overall takes. I'm even hearing, well, should they move off of Jimmy G? Why would they do that? Yes, Jimmy G is not Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, nobody is. He's not Drew Brees. I do think he's very close to a top 10, top 12 quarterback. What's your alternative? I think Jimmy G is going to be fine. When you look at him, this is really his first year starting. He started up three, four games with New England. Then he goes over to San Francisco in a trade, starts the last four to five games of that season. He starts the first two to three games last year, 
but then gets hurt. So this was his first year of starting. He's 28 years old. That, that's a little older than some people may think. But I think he's going to continue to progress. I really do. And, you know, people love to just crap on the losing quarterback and crap on the coach. They're going to be fine. They're a really good team. I like to compare the Niners to the Rams. So the Rams went to the Super Bowl last year, right? Young coach for the Rams. Young coach for the Niners. McVay, Shanahan. But it's two different teams, and I'm going to explain why. Because a lot of people are going to put that parallel. Well, look what happened to the Rams. They really you know, fell off this year because they weren't very good. That's going to happen to the Niners, but it's not going to happen. The, the Rams built their team on free agency and you know, paying guys a lot of money. That's not sustainable over time. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have built a really, really good team. They draft well. They, you know, free agent acquisitions, they do a really good job. And they have a lot of young talent. Nick Bosa could arguably be the best defensive player in the NFL right now. He's a rookie. He is amazing. That D-line is amazing. That's guys they drafted. They draft really, really well. They do a good job of that. I think they need to improve on the perimeter. I think that was a downfall for them at the end of the year. George Kittle, tight end. They drafted him, fifth-round guy. They see talent. They know what they're doing. Um, you know, they've obviously shown you that they don't need Todd Gurley. They don't need to pay a running back a ton of money. In Shanahan's system, they could throw in Raheem Mostert, who played with like six different teams. Matt Breida, where does he even come from, right? You don't need to get a first-round pick and throw a lot of money at him, okay? That is sustainable. What the Rams did was not sustainable. They draft well, they have, you know, they have the quarterback in place, and they have a good system. And I think Shanahan overall is probably, I would, I would take him over McVay. So this is a team that's going to be just fine. They're young and they're talented. Now, the comparison I made with the Chiefs, and I'm going to draw this comparison with the Niners, I don't know if the Niners are going to go back anytime soon. Now, I do think that one day Shanahan will win a Super Bowl. I mean, he's a young coach. Andy Reid's like, what, 61 years old? It took him a long time to get back and win one. He's going to win one. He's a really good coach. But it's going to be tough to get back because the NFC is a very, very tough conference. You have Mike McCarthy. It's going to take over the Cowboys. Watch out for them next year. Even though I'm not a huge Dak guy, I mean, Dak, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Very similar in my opinion as far as talent-wise. Really like the Cowboys roster. That's going to be a team to be, you know, be reckoned with. You get the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz is a stud. They're going to get better if they put people around him, right? He was playing with practice squad guys. You know, the Saints will be back. They'll be a really good team. You know, Green Bay will be back. You just look at, just look at that division they play in the Niners do. You have the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. They're always formidable. The Rams, I know they had a tough year, but I do still like McVay. Now, obviously, I like Shanahan better, but they're going to be competitive. Look at Kyler Murray. Watch out for him winning the MVP next year. You saw what Lamar Jackson did this year. Kyler Murray is a super talent. Now, I don't think the team around him is great. you got questions about the coach in Kingsbury, but he is a super talent, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. It's going to be tough to get back. It's not going to be the easy road the Chiefs have. So do I expect them to get back this year? I could, I, could, I could very well see it. I could. I don't expect it because it's tough to get back. But ultimately, P. 
people need to stop being so hyperbolic about the team who loses. They're going to be fine. They're a really good team. I love Shanahan. I, I don't love Garoppolo, but he's going to be fine. What's the alternative, right? So people just need to pump the brakes on the hyperbolic nature of the Super Bowl loser. A big topic after the Super Bowl has been, is Patrick Mahomes the new face of the NFL? Now, the arguments I've heard is, well, it's either him, it's Lamar Jackson, right? That's like, like two names you hear, right? You're talking about young guys, and then people want to really prop up there, you know, for the next decade. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for longevity. I'm going to compare the two, but I'm also going to give you a reason why there doesn't need to be a face of the NFL. Now, let's first off, let's compare the two. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. People think it's so close. Whew, microscopic. It's just these two guys are so great. How can you choose? Well, it's easy. Patrick Mahomes is, is way, way better than Lamar Jackson. Look, Lamar Jackson won the MVP. I'm not into awards. I, I think it's overrated, the, the whole award thing, right? I've seen Sean Alexander, who was a running back for the Seahawks. He won MVP, right? I've seen Derrick Rose in the NBA win MVP, right? It, it, I don't care about the awards. Your eyeballs will tell you who's good, who's not. Patrick Mahomes is way, way better. He really is. Let's look at he's, is his third year in the NFL. He's now won an MVP of the league and a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl title. Lamar Jackson has been in the league two years. Okay, he hasn't been in three like Patrick Mahomes. I don't care. He started for, I guess you can call it a year and a half. Now, he played two playoff games. He's 0-2. The game against the Chargers, home field, he was abysmal that first year. Abysmal. Well, chalk it up to the first year. All right, give him time. Okay, great. He had a great regular season this year. That's awesome. But then he goes to the playoffs and has another poor showing, right? He's good. He, he, he's a good talent, like I've said before. But people get so confused about this whole situation where they think the game is changing. It's not. You still have to throw the ball. We're not just going to go back to the 1980s and run the ball all the time. No, you have to spread it out. That's the game now. Put your athletes in space. And I feel like it's a very gimmicky offense. Greg Roman, who was Colin Kaepernick's coach when he had success, is Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator. Now, just remember, the, the success of Colin Kaepernick and the Niners didn't last as long as you think. That was about a two-year span, and then it kind of you know flamed out. So there's a lot of things that Lamar Jackson is dependent on. He's dependent on Greg Roman. What happens if Greg Roman gets a head coaching job? What next? He's dependent on a really strong offensive line, maybe one of the best in the league. Okay. He's dependent on a running game. Mark Ingram's a really solid running back. He's dependent on a really good defense. They have one of the best defensive coordinators in the league in Martindale. What if he leaves? You know, what if some of these guys on that defense leave? Okay, I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes is super dependent on you know one person. You could say Andy Reid, and yeah, that you could make that argument, but Andy Reid's not going anywhere. This isn't college football where you're going to take another job. Or Look, the Kansas City Chiefs just won a Super Bowl. What's a better job than that? He's not going anywhere. So that's, they're tied in together. Okay. Okay, Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, good, not great. 
you can make arguments that, oh, they're really good. Nah, they're okay, you know. Little better than, better than middle of the tier. They have good weapons on the outside. Yeah. But then sometimes you're overstating that, right? Because Patrick Mahomes makes them better. Miko Hardman was a good player at Georgia. I watched him. He wasn't a superstar. But now you're thinking that he's a superstar. Why? Because he's got Pat Mahomes. You know, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins hasn't done that much in the NFL. But you think he's a lot better because he has Pat Mahomes. Okay? Travis Kelsey could be the one guy you could point to that you could say, well, he's a difference maker. Yeah, no doubt. I don't, it's tough to multiply, right, if he would leave, to get another Kelsey. He's the one guy I point to. But I think that, and you've heard it before about other quarterbacks, Mahomes is a force multiplier. He reminds me of Breeze in that he can make guys better. He doesn't need the guys. He can make them better, and he's making his players better. Whereas I think Lamar Jackson's a little more dependent on people around him. So, who's the face of the league, right, which we'll get to? Look, Patrick Mahomes, is, it's way, way better. And right now, I don't know if anybody's close. We've seen, you know, talented guys. We've never seen somebody like this, and especially with a great offensive coach like Andy Reid, man. That is a, just a great pairing. So, if you had to tell me who is the face of the league, a.k.a. the most valuable or best player in the league, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's not close. Now, the face of the league, which is the big talk. Who's the, and I think it's ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you why. When we look at the NBA or Major League Baseball, they need to have faces of the league. LeBron James needed to be the face of the league for a decade for the NBA. Why? Because the structure of those leagues is just completely different than the NFL. The NFL is so much popular in those two leagues. And here's why. I'm a Saints fan, okay? But I'm not a Drew Brees fan. I love Drew Brees. He's been phenomenal. But if tomorrow Drew Brees retires, what, am I just going to stop watching the Saints? No. The NFL is built on team. That's why it resonates with, with everybody in America. That's why it resonates with middle America. Because... That's what we love. We can all, you know, relate to that. You can't always relate to LeBron James, a 6'9 guy who was just blessed from the high heavens with this amazing talent. You know, superstar, superstarism, as we would say, is hard to relate to at times, all right? But we can all relate to team. You can relate to the big offensive lineman, right? You can relate to the big defensive lineman, the goofy kicker, the fast athletic receiver, cornerback, the quarterback who might not be the most athletic guy in the world, but is a strong leader, you know, <laughs> you can relate to that. That's why football is the best. You know, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is or the running back is for the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to watch them regardless. If you love the Packers, you're watching the Packers. That's the nature of the game. They don't need a face of the league. If tomorrow Pat Mahomes said, I'm done with this, you know, I'm going back to Texas, I'm retiring, and I'm enjoying the rest of my life, people would still watch the Chiefs. You'd still watch on Sunday. Everybody raved about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is the greatest talent we've ever seen. He retired. People still watch the game. The ratings soared. It didn't matter. It does not matter who the face of the league is. The face of the league is the NFL shield because people watch it. 
People love it. They love their teams. That's what's so great about the NFL. That's why the, the NBA ratings, they tank from, from time to time. If guys are hurt, guys sit out. Zion Williamson isn't playing, so you're not going to watch the Pelicans. Well, he's playing now. Okay, I'm going to watch him. You know, baseball, let's say Mike Trout is out for the season for the Angels. You're not going to have as much, you know, ticket sales for, for that team. That's what's great about the NFL, and that's why the NFL is just very, very sustainable, whereas other sports will, will struggle. They'll, have, they'll be hot. They'll be cold. The NFL does not need a face of the league. The face of the league is a shield. And they have the greatest farm system in sports and college football where year after year, the talent is just going to keep filtering and filtering and filtering. The league is, is very healthy right now, and they do not need a face of the league. So during Super Bowl week, uh, Taysom Hill, Saints backup quarterback, utility guy, made some appearances on, on several like programs, sports talk shows. And a lot of the word from credible sources was that they believe he's the next heir apparent uh, to Drew Brees. And I just don't believe that, and I'm going to explain to you why. If he was the guy, and I don't don't know, Sean Payton's always saying stuff like that, but I'm looking at actions and not words. If he were the guy, then why didn't he start those five games instead of Teddy Bridgewater when Drew Brees got hurt. Why? That doesn't make sense to me. Look, I think that Taysom Hill is talented in his own rights, right? He's a great utility guy. You could put him all over the field. Could he start some games for you um, in a two- to three-game setting, change the offense, you know, make some plays, win a couple games? Sure. I don't think it's a long, sustainable option. And I think that if the Saints believe that he was – then he'd be playing more. He, Teddy Bridgewater would not have started the five games. So I don't, I don't know why that story keeps coming out. Are they using that as trade bait? It's very interesting. But I don't believe he's the guy. Um, another little tidbit that people don't know, because people think when you see a, a, a super athletic guy, that, man, he's super athletic. He must be so young. He's got a bright future. He's going to be 30 years old when he starts the next season because he was at BYU. He went on the Mormon mission. You know, he's an older guy. And it's a theory I keep saying. When you're 30 years old, all right, and once you hit, I'd say, what, the 33, 34-year-old mark, you're going to start to decline a little bit athletically. So how sustainable is that? I'm a Saints fan. What I want to see the Saints do is Drew Brees is going to come back next year. I hear all this nonsense about you know possible retiring. He's not retiring. He's not going to retire after the year he had, which is pretty good, pretty solid. The team is still great. He's going to come back. If he wasn't going to come back, he would have said it already. Right? I would be absolutely stunned if he said he was retiring. He's coming back. But what I want to see the Saints do is draft a guy. Right? Give me hope. Give me a 22-year-old quarterback who's got some talent, draft him early in the first round. I don't want to see you draft some guy in the sixth round you know, or some undrafted guy like Taysom Hill and try to make me believe that that's the, the future. It's not. Draft a guy early who's got a lot of talent, either this year or next year. Okay. I want longevity. Hypothetically, you put me in a situation, give me Trevor Lawrence, and it's, probably, it's not going to happen, but give me Trevor Lawrence, give me Joe Burrow, and then give me 15 years, of success. Now, you don't have to give me 
five Super Bowls, huh, I'll take a Super Bowl appearance. I'll take a Super Bowl. But just like I said, it's the thing I keep saying, keep saying, sustained success is what I want as a fan. And I don't think Taysom Hill will give you that. Taysom Hill, he's going to give you some exciting Sundays, but he's not going to give you that sustained success that you're looking for. Neither will Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a, an okay quarterback, but he's a game manager at best. You know, he didn't light the world on fire when he had those five games. I think he had one or two games. I was like, oh, it's pretty interesting. He played Tampa. He looked good. But ultimately, he is what he is. He's a game manager. He's not Drew Brees. Okay? The Saints need to draft the quarterback. And I have seen some mock drafts where, you know, McShay or Kuyper think that they could draft a quarterback late. That's going to be interesting when, when the draft comes up and the discussions because they're picking, I believe, like 24 you know, you want to maybe draft a quarterback of the future, but you're in win-now mode because the roster's really good. You know, are you going to get another piece to add to the team? Because remember, in football, unlike other sports, those guys can make a direct impact. Look at Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa's a rookie, maybe the best defensive player in the league. You want to get an impact guy that can help you get to that point, that can get over the hump. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Um you know, interesting little tidbit here. The reason Kansas City got Mahomes is because Kansas City had to trade up because they knew New Orleans was going to pick him. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes could be a, a, you know, a saint right now. But ultimately, the point I'm trying to make is that I, I, it's so confusing with the Taysom Hill thing and why people are coming out and saying he's the quarterback of the future for the Saints. I just don't, I don't believe that. I don't want to see it. Keep him in his utility role. It's a great role for him. It really is. And he stayed healthy, which is actually shocking because when he was at BYU, he was hurt all the time. Look, I don't want to see him be the quarterback of the future. Moral of the story is, you know, if I would be in their ear, uh, you know, Nicky Loomis, uh, Sean Payton, draft the quarterback and don't rely on Bridgewater or Taysom Hill for a feel-good story. One final takeaway will be on the XFL. The XFL is opening up its doors again this weekend. They'll have four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Remember, the XFL flamed out in the early 2000s. They had one year, and they shut the doors down. Um, Vince McMahon is the CEO of the WWE. has been highly successful. Um, multi-billionaire is, is running the show. Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck, that is the uh, commissioner of the XFL. So they have some good people behind it. I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's going to be successful and why we've seen leagues like this before not be successful. It's because I can speak from, you know, my experience and my opinion and, and pretty much, you know, the general public's opinion why these leagues don't work is that we compartmentalize things. The reason I like football is because it's, you know, only, what, four months out of the year, maybe five, we, you count like the playoffs, Super Bowl. And we crave it, right? What if football played all year? Well, then when, you know, August or September rolls around, you wouldn't be as excited about it. It would just be another weekend to you. What makes it great, right, why you want it and you crave it so much is that it just ended February. Well, the first meaningful game in the NFL isn't going to be till September. Sure, you'll have free agency. Sure, you'll have the draft. It's not the same thing. Yeah, they're throwing you nuggets to keep you interested. That's great. But what makes it great is it's only four to five months. And so you crave it seven months out of the year, and then it comes back. 
I just don't think it's going to be successful on another reason because we want to see the best play, right? Why is college football successful? Well, obviously because you love your university, your team, your state pride. And in college football, that is the best amateurs of the best, right? There's no other league that is competing with it. That's the best of the best. The NFL, that is the best of the best. Especially now when you have so many different outlets, so many you know streaming programs to watch. It's a competitive market. Why am I going to sit down on a Sunday and watch second-tier players play? Okay, what did we talk about earlier? If you love, you've loved you know, teams forever. You've loved the Cowboys forever. You're going to watch the Cowboys. You've loved the Steelers. That's how they made their money. It wasn't, the NFL didn't make their money on one singular player. It's on teams. It's on regions. You have no love and affinity for these teams. People that live in those cities like Dallas or Houston, they love the Texans. They love the Cowboys. They don't care about the Renegades or the Roughnecks. They have, there is no history there, right? I just don't see this, this league being successful and getting the ratings that they're wanting. It, it, I just, I don't see it. Because people aren't going to be dying to watch second-tier players who they don't even know. Okay? For instance, basketball. Basketball did this thing called the Big Three. And the Big Three was basically three-on-three basketball with former retired basketball players. That's great. And they had a success for a couple weeks. And I think it might still be going on. But the reality is you're not going to take time you know, out of your weekend to watch dudes who played five years ago in the NBA compete on a three-on-three basketball league for teams that don't resonate with you. It's the same thing with the XFL. I'm not watching guys who couldn't cut it in the NFL play on, on Sundays on Fox and the XFL, you know, when I could be doing something else. People aren't going to take the time to watch that. Sure, the first weekend might have some ratings because they're curious to see what weird things might happen. But overall, it's not going to be successful. We've seen it before. Um, I think it's a waste of money. Um, but these networks are hopping all over it. I don't know what they're seeing, but I, I just I can't see it being sustainable. Now, I do think it's going to be more successful than it has been in the past. It only lasted one year last time. I think it'll last two to three years just because they've invested a lot into it. But ultimately, it's going to flame out. Sports are great because they have seasons, right? For instance... Basketball, the problem is they're playing during football season. That's stupid. They start in October. Nobody's watching. But what's cool about basketball, think about it, March Madness, right? So you'll get some really competitive college basketball games in late February, and then March is college basketball, and you're watching it. You compartmentalize that time. It makes it great. March is March Madness. You're watching college basketball. When you get to May, June, that is NBA playoffs. Those are exciting games to watch. You've compartmentalized those two months, you know. Um, people around here in Louisiana, they love college baseball. So when you get to, you know, late May, June, that's when we love it. We wouldn't love it if it was, you know, if, Feb- if it were, I don't know, in September when LSU football is playing. You wouldn't care. We compartmentalize our sports. We compartmentalize our seasons. We compartmentalize a lot of things in our life, and that's why the XFL will not be successful because I'm not watching second-tier players. And I'm not, look, February, March, I'm done with football, and I'm waiting for September to roll around.